back, 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 back for the NBA. Uh, a lot of stuff has been going on, so we'll just kind of break down some of the main headlines. We don't really get into NBA fantasy. That's just a little too much. Uh, you know, it's above our pay grade. So we're just going to stick to what's going on in the NBA. And I think the biggest topic that everybody saw was, uh, you know, uh, the MMA showed up uh, in the NBA. And no, this was not set up by Dana White. This was literally uh, Draymond Green just, you know, showing that he's obviously flexing those muscles off the court that he brought onto the court. I mean, it was a good takedown, to be honest. He had a little yeah. choke hold. I don't think uh, if he held, if he held on any longer or any harder, I think Gobert would have actually been tapping out. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Draymond Green doing Draymond Green things again, right? Yeah. The concept there was right. He defended his teammate. Yep. That part I totally get. You come in, you're defending your teammate. Yeah. But he held him, and then he dragged him like another 10 feet after, and Gobert just had his hands up like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Gobert does something. He gets suspended himself. He doesn't do anything. He looks like he's the one like getting clowned out. Yeah. But Draymond, he deserved a suspension. You can't even argue with that. Like, you have to be an absolute... <laughs> Drum, like the biggest fan in the world to say that he shouldn't have been suspended. He had 100%. I don't think he deserved five games, but this is also his fifth suspension. So it's probably one game for every shit he's done so far. And yeah. then now they just added and made it five games, you know, five, fifth suspension, fifth game. Yeah. I think, five I think they just kind of gave it to him to kind of make an example of it that, hey, you know, you can't be doing this. We'll what give you, you five this anyways, time. Man. Exactly. So now they're like, hey, we'll give you five. And we're going to pray that does something to deter you in the future of not coming back to this, which with Dreamo, we know he's still going to do his stupid shit. He's going he's to get, you know, his technicals left, right, and center. And, uh, yeah, we'll kind of see where it goes. And it was funny because the comments of, uh, through Gobert, right, of him always wanting to do this when Curry's out, which we've actually seen a lot of this, him getting ejected when Curry's not playing. He yeah. becomes that guy that kind of, I don't know if he's looking for rest time too or what it is or what's going on. I think he just got beef with Draymond. I was, uh, these guys like last year, Draymond, uh, what is it, in the offseason, Norman went by Green Punched Pool. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gobert yeah. was tweeting about insecurities and shit. <laughs> and then when Gobert punched his own teammate at the end of the season, Draymond retweeted the exact same tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys don't like each other for years. Obviously, I think Draymond was like, yo, this is my chance to fucking put that guy in a headlock too, yeah. right? But, I mean, I like I'm surprised, but I'm also not like Gobert doing what he did. That's typical Gobert, yeah. and I think he's right. Green does like to get kicked out when Curry's not playing. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna take a few games off or yeah. whatever." But I don't know what else to really say other than Draymond deserves suspension. Warriors have lost like four in a row right now too. Yeah. So and Curry's hurt. Claymon, I mean Claymon. Uh, <laughs> the old dude. <laughs> well, it was Claymon. Uh, the fight they, was. The Clay, that was 100%. Old but Clay Thompson uh, doesn't look like himself. He looks no. kind of washed up a little bit right now. So, yeah. yeah, I think for him, you can definitely tell the age is kind of catching up. The regression's there, whereas like Curry still looks like he's fucking top form. He hasn't lost. A but he's very prone, man. That's the thing. Like, will Last those injuries creep back? The ones because he was known as one of the most injury prone guys in the start of his season. Then he came back and we saw what he did and how long he dominated. And now he could be at the point of like, we're seeing a lot of stars. It doesn't take much for the injury to kick in. And once it kicks in, it's just like, how much are you going to be able to time take off? And now with this in season tournament, that just adds that much more pressure. Well, I mean, a few guys like LeBron and stuff too, right? Yeah. Like even LeBron's had his injury issues and he's won a title in, in that period of time. But 
other than the bubble year where he had a bunch of time off in between, you know, the end of the season to the yeah. playoffs, he's gotten hurt every single year. He's missed games. Curry missed games. Yeah. There's been a lot of injuries just in general too, like not lot. specifically to those a guys. A lot of guys are injured. And this is going to hurt Warriors because, like you said, they've got injuries. they got suspensions now. A lot of other teams are going to have injury issues right now. And, I mean, we can go, we can jump into the in-season tournament standings on this one too just yeah. for this. But yeah. they've been resting guys in in-season tournament games because, it honestly, it, it's nice to win the cup and it's saying, hey, we, we did something in the regular yeah. season. But um, if you're not – it's just the regular season game at the end of the day. And if you can have hold off guys uh, for injuries and things like that, teams are resting players, it seems like, earlier already. Like, I know there's been more injuries, but even with the in-season tournament, the games have gotten better. Yeah, I would yeah, say that for sure. They're better. more competitive. They've definitely gotten better, but I still see teams holding out guys, yep. calf injuries, like Giannis and shit like that too. But it's crazy the teams for in-season that are fighting for it right now. You got, like, the Lakers leading uh, their division right now 2-0. You got Nuggets leading their division 2-0. You got the Timberwolves leading their division 2-0. You got the P leading their division 2-0. And you got the Heat leading their uh, division 2-0. And you got the Celtics who are undefeated, but uh, they're kind of up there because Nets are 2-1. So they gave, uh, for some reason, I like Celtics. They, I like how they split every all the good teams up uh, because they know that those teams are going to win their dev divisions or groups or whatever yeah. and then they're gonna end up playing more like more likely other, right? it's more of like a publicity thing for the nba they're giving the top teams a reason of hey you can win your division get to this extra thing and then now it's just gonna bring extra limelight to these teams it it also to me like just seems like they're experimenting if they ever decide to change it because in 100%. a couple of years seattle's gonna be rumor right not saying that's gonna happen but if you had a team like seattle and vegas that's two more west coast teams yeah they might have to move some teams around in divisions they might have to s switch things up i mean to be honest like you don't the nba doesn't even care about the divisions that much anymore because you can win your division 100 percent. still it doesn't matter like it gets you a play i don't yeah it gets you a playoff spot that's it but it doesn't give you home court doesn't do any of the other stuff and i'm just wondering if that's something they might need to bring back because the only shitty thing they had was teams would be, like, you know, the fourth place team would have to play the second, the best team in the, like, that's first overall. Yep. So, like, just going back, sorry, like, I know we got off tangent there, but just going back to the in-season tournament standings, I think it's been cool so far. I'm enjoying the games a bit more. They're a lot more competitive. I'm hoping that it continues, and I'm hoping it's not just a one-year thing, but to, then, you know, one of the teams you mentioned in there, the Pacers, yeah, they're they're. I think they're the best defensive team in the league right now. Yep, I think defensively, offensively, even right now, they're just like on both ends of the court, they're dominating. I think that's why they're doing so well. Is they're not just like, hey, we're gonna go heavy on our offense or heavy on our defense. No, we're gonna play full court basketball. We're gonna make sure our defense. We're pushing to our offense, and yep. then the guys that are obviously scoring can actually take a second to get back. But the guys that aren't, they're running back, ready to basically. Grab whatever they can. You have to, man. If you're a, if you want to be an actual legitimate team this day, you can't just be one. So you have to have a good offense and defense. Obviously, in the Pacers' case, their offense is one of the best, and their defense is good enough to help win games. They're what eight and three right now. Yep. So and Halliburton's on fire, man. He reminds me of kind of like Shea last year. Yeah. Where like you know he had the talent, but the this is his. Right now, he's showing the league. He's not just a really good player. He can be an all-NBA player. Yep. 
And he's, I think he's an all, I don't know if he made the all-star team or not last year. I don't think he did. Or he, he was really close this year, guarantee all star yeah. spot. This year's year, guy. And that seems like so far it's been a win win trade. Like the, uh, what is it? The, for Kenny, the Kings right now made it to the playoffs. They got them on like Samotas. I think made all NBA himself last year. Yep. They lost in seven games. It was a tough series. They lost to the, the Warriors, but I think Fox, uh, remember he got injured too. Fox got injured. Some bonus was kind of hurt all year. I mean, Draymond Green, remember he stomped on him. I got suspended yeah. in a game too. And they won though without Draymond. Fucked up game two. Um, so yeah, I mean, so far Pacers are on fire. I love to see that. Halliburton on fire, man. It's just nice to see these young teams winning. Speaking on the other end of the spectrum, teams who haven't won recently. Yep. Okay, Clippers, man. Undefeated. I guess not undefeated, sorry. Winless. Yeah, without hard with hard winless for what like six, seven games, six, seven or games right now. Man, a lot. They haven't done it's a lot of games to lose. Ever since they got hard, they haven't done. I don't think Clippers before this had ever lost like three in a row. There were three and one before they. I think you're right. There were three and one before they got hard, and they're now three and seven. I think they have lost like back to back games, but they would never lose that third game. So they wouldn't have three losses in a row. They'd come back with a win and maybe lose two again. The Harden effect, man. And the other thing is that Harden had zero uh, training camp, zero uh, time to actually sit with these guys and like, you know, build up a plan of what their thing's going to be. They just literally threw this guy in there. Like the PJ Tucker edition, I kind of liked because I got to like see it that time in LA and I was like, yo, this guy's actually going to be a good fit. But now adding a guy that you almost have to play as much as the other guys, that's where the problem comes up now. Like, how are you guys going to manage all these different guys? Like, Paul George can still rip it up. Like, his right. threes uh, percentage has gotten better this year. But then Kawhi is, like, quiet. Like, this guy's been a quiet fucking guy. And I've, like, listened to other podcasts where people are comparing him to uh, Iguodala. And they were like, who the hell do you would you rather have? Iguodala or Kawhi Leonard? Look at both of where they went and how what they've done. Iguodala and his championships, Kawhi and his championships. Kawhi Leonard, they gave him a championship for what? Doing one little thing, stopping LeBron is what they called it for when they won but the championship. Just still average over 20 points a game in that series. Yeah, that, that series he averaged like 20 or whatever. But like other than that, in coming to Toronto, like that's basically it. That's all we've ever seen from Kawhi. It's like he did that one year with uh, San Antonio, sat around. He's a decent player in the league, nothing much happening. Comes to Toronto, comes at a time where like Toronto was already becoming like a pretty good damn team. Comes, wins a championship, gone, and now he's back to where he kind of is. And then there's Iguodala, who's like, it was just a crazy comparison. It was on an NBA podcast, too, with the NBA players. And everybody like, was grabbing. Like, career would you rather have? Yeah. Like, who would you rather be, Iguodala or this guy? And, like, whose career do you think was actually better overall? And everybody was, like, going after Iguodala. Like, that's the one because of, like, the team he got to play for, the games that he played against, like, all this kind of stuff, rather than, like, Kawhi was just at the end of, you know, San Antonio was kind of ending their shit. He got that win with them. And then after they were done, Kawhi just kind of bounced around basically as a basketball player other than out in here he does well in Toronto. And then again, bounced around and now he's probably stuck in a pretty shitty situation for himself. I mean, both have gotten finals MVPs. One guy yeah. was like... Ryan and both so got him for a similar reason. Right? Guarding uh, one of the best players. I mean, I, to me, it's a tough... Like, I understand both sides of it. Because mm-hmm. Kawhi in his peak, I don't think you're saying Agadell is... Iguodala no, not never peak. better out. than Kawhi in his peak. No, but at out. the same time, if you look at the career overall, Iguodala has had one of the probably, what, three titles, I think? He he got three titles with Golden State. 
Kawhi was the lead on two, but he only has two titles. Wait, did they bring him back for that fourth one? Or did they leave him? I mean, the last few years... Remember they kept trying to, like, be like, they brought him in as, like, I think a... they had him, but I don't... I think he... But he... That title run, though, he was, like, a pure bench player. Yeah. He was, on the, he was he, like a veteran he role. He has his fourth title. The last one he had, he did zero no, for that. He was literally a coach by the end of it. He was a coach. The first, obviously the first, but even the one where they beat um, and he got his MVP, some, the only reason he got his MVP was because they, he switched to the starting lineup. No. But Curry actually played better than him throughout the series, right? So if you take that MVP title off of him, or the first, you kind of like, it's harder to make the same argument that he has. Yeah. Honestly, I would go with Kawhi because I think it's like who's the better player at one point yeah. or another, and I get it. Iguod- but what Iguodala did and how he helped that team and everything he did, and you like can't discount that at all. But that's a really good. It was a really. That's good a really good because I mean I get it. You were at like the peak of the peak, Kawhi. But if you talk about overall from start to finish, yeah, you would give it to Iguodala. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what would you rather want? More titles with a lesser role, yeah, or a bigger role and less titles, right? It all depends on it. But that Toronto one's up pretty it's a, big. But that, title. dude, that like, that's the thing is like, how much do you weigh on guys who led? And prior to that, everybody in Toronto was called LeBron, right? Like, yeah, Kawhi was, and it sucks that like LeBron left for the the West Coast that year because Kawhi versus LeBron would have been really good to see when both guys, yeah. Were they prime like that? Because so, they both kind of went opposite uh, conferences. Yeah. Like, they were originally playing op- opposite, and then they just flipped, and you're like, well, are these guys going to move? And went back to yeah. after LeBron was hurt, like, all this other shit. And it kind of right? sucked because, like, DeRozan didn't get that, you know, like, get that opportunity, obviously, the trade. It just kind of had to happen. It was, like, the effect of what happened. To me, what I always think about DeRozan is that what Draymond said a few years ago was that there's some guys that are 82 regular, 82 game season guys, yeah. and then there's other games that are 16 game guys. Mm-hmm. DeRozan is the best 82 game yeah. guy, and that was the issue with the Raptors when playoffs came around. He was too small. He couldn't. His style just doesn't work in the playoffs like it yeah. did before, right? So, damn, we really went off uh, <laughs> off, t- off tangent there. Ended up with some old school Raptors talk here, but. Never I think it. that's the uh, the end of this podcast here, yep. uh, and then we'll be uh, back with some NFL news right after this one.